Thank you very much. It's uh, good to be here once again and uh, enjoy sharing in the Fellowship of Intercession. And uh, I want to speak to you on very familiar words from Philippians chapter 4 and verse 11. I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 11. So often Christians admire contentment and Christians long for contentment and Christians may even confess to be strangers to contentment and to speak of it as if it were something unattainable. They say, if only I had the second blessing, how contented then I would be. Sometimes they blame their upbringing. They say, my grandmother was restless. My father and mother were restless people. And uh, I'm, I've got that sort of personality. That's how they excuse themselves. Or they think it's a matter of genes. It's a matter of chromosomes. Now you notice what Paul says here in these familiar words. He says, I've learned, for I have learned, he says, contentment. He didn't say it came to me in a bundle on the Damascus Road. We know from elsewhere in the book of Acts that Paul was a, a, a dynamic, driven man. If he believed something, he gave himself 100% to achieve that end, whether it was to smother the infant church in its crib, or whether then it was to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, Paul didn't say that contentment came to him on the Damascus Road, that before he was like that and afterwards he was laid back and contented. He didn't say it came to him in speaking in tongues. Paul says, he learned it. And if he learned it, then all of us here this afternoon, all of us can also learn it. In other words, one uh, evening, Paul went to a prayer meeting in the Philippi church. And an old Christian that uh, he liked, he was leading it that, uh, that day. And uh, he said, I want to speak to you on Psalm 23. You all know it, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He says, if you have Jehovah Jesus as your shepherd, then he provides for you everything that you need. He leads you in green pastures. He takes you by 
still waters. He spreads a table before you, though enemies surround you. He fills your cup to overflowing. He supplies all your need, even when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You can be contented as you face that because he is going to be with you all the way. And Paul listened and Paul wondered and Paul thought to himself, I've never seen it like that before. Uh, And Paul began to learn to be contented. So how did he learn it? How can you and I learn it? Firstly, by discovering that being discontented is a sin. It is a sin against our whole Christian beliefs, our whole Christian status and position. We believe that our Lord is good and that he works all things after the counsel of his own will for us day by day. Men can work against us. The brothers of Joseph worked against him. And Joseph later, many years later, met them and said to them, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And that sustained Paul in his life in prison and sustained him when men forgot to speak to Pharaoh for his release. And he suffered long, lonely years there. But he learned. He learned contentment by trusting in the Lord. The Lord who says to us that he works all things together for our good. And then if that is the case, when certain things come into our lives, We are not to parade before our family and our congregation and our friends a discontented spirit and walk in a way and act in a way that we are carrying a a burden and we've been wronged. That Jesus Christ is mistaken in what he's brought into our lives. It is wrong. It is a sin for us to challenge the provision and the protection of Almighty God, the great promises of him supplying all our needs and making all grace always abound and working everything for our good. That is the bedrock of Christian contentment. That's the first thing. That's how Paul began to learn it when he saw those things and he teaches us about them. Secondly, he learned it was possible to be contented. It wasn't just for a few very self-integrated, all-round, psychologically sound people. Not just for a certain few who we admire and don't know their inner hearts. There are 
such people, no doubt. This, though, is not describing certain all-rounders. This is not a wonderful ideal that we look to and never attain, that we admire and praise. No, this is something you have to learn. And the sooner you learn it, and the more you give yourself to learning it, the better. You can be a contented man or woman. In whatsoever state you're in. That's what he says here, doesn't he? He expands his consciousness of the divine providence from himself from his circle of friends, from his family, from his congregation, from the state of the congregations and the kingdom of God in the world. Of course, he wants to change. He wants to change the world. He wants to change himself. And uh, we maintain that creative tension in all we are and all we do as, as Christians. Um, the Christian has a longing to see the kingdom of God come. We pray, oh, may thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're not content with how things are done in this world and never will be until the Lord returns. But there are no circumstances and no set of circumstances that can take our contentment away from us. Now, it is possible, I am saying, for you to attain that. And daily, in progressive sanctification, for you to make that a theme of your praying. Lord, I've got a tough meeting before me. I've got an interview before me. I fear I'm going to be unemployed. There's ill health. Lord, I found a lump. Lord, my children are staying out late. But Lord, I'm contented with your authority and provision and love and your ability to do for these people above, beyond all that I can ask or think. Lord, I'm content. But oh, save, Lord. Sanctify, Lord. Whatever you do, Lord, you do it. Please do it, Lord. And so my first point when I asked you, how did Paul learn it? He learned that being discontented was a sin against the loving sovereignty of God over his life. Secondly, he learned it was possible for him to be a contented man. And my last point is this. He discovered how. How? can I be a contented person? How can I be always contented? And I will tell you. I will tell you freely, without money and without price. It is by taking your stand on this great principle Thy will be done.
And so often that's why I'm not contented as I should be. It's because I don't want God's will. I don't like God's will. I want my will. And there is no way I am going to wear the precious jewel of Christian contentment without taking my stand day by day on this principle. What I want in my life always is the will of God. And when I can see something is the will of God, I don't get angry. I don't get frustrated. I don't get depressed. I don't get plaintive. I don't wallow in self-pity. I say, this is my father's will. I delight to receive day by day his will. And that is how we learn contentment as we follow in the path of a savior who left us an example when he said in the garden, Father, if it is possible, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, I'm content to drink the cup you give me. Not my will, but thine be done. And maybe there is uh, this evening in this little group of Christians who meet day by day and pray day by day. There is someone particularly for whom this is God's word. Why you brought yourself to switch your computer on and zoom in. And why he gave me this word to give to you tonight. Um, God says, my children learn contentment in whatever state they're in. They do. My children learn it. Why is there this restlessness in you? And uh, we need those simple words of repentance, don't we? Sorry, Lord. Sorry that um, I've been challenging you. And I've not liked what you've done in me and to me in these past weeks. Sorry, I've let a root of bitterness go down into my heart. And uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my dear father in heaven. You can never wrong me or mine. In anything you do to me, I've sinned, my father. And I'm renewing myself now this evening. And I'm saying to you, not my will, but may your will be done. I'm determined 
to learn the grace of Christian contentment. Amen. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank thee for thy precious word. Oh, how it challenges us. And shouldn't it? Thy word to us fallen sinners. And oh, we rejoice that all that you command us to do, you enable us to fulfill. So you can command whatever you desire, as long as you give us the grace for us to do what you command. Please grant that to every one of us listening to your word this afternoon. We ask it that we may better glorify Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and we pray it in his name. Amen.